Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. 1 Peter 3, verses 13 to 15. All right. Welcome back, Living Hope family. This is the fifth episode of our new podcast, Stepping Stones, Practical Conversations on Relationship Evangelism. And the person reading the scripture is none other than our good friend, Ed Mejia. Ed has the distinction of being our first remote guest. He's on the podcast from Arizona. Ed came to Living Hope several years ago and became our first church planting resident. In no time, we all fell in love with him and Maggie and their three kids. His passion for the gospel and the church are infectious to say the least. He and I have had some great conversations about the importance of sharing the gospel, about creative ways to reach out to the world. And so it was a no-brainer for me to say we have to have Ed on the podcast to talk about how to practically do evangelism. Since his heart is for a planning new church, I also thought it'd be great at some point to talk with Ed about integrating evangelism into the life of the church. And just like the rest of our guests, Ed will share a specific story of how the Lord has used him in evangelism, and I can't wait to hear it. All right, Ed, welcome. Hey, welcome. Oh my gosh, this is so special. This is great. I'm so glad to be here. Oh my goodness. Hello, Living Hope family. So good to be a part of this. That's excellent. How have you guys been? How's the family? Been good. It's been, uh, man, already five months, right? And, wow. Uh, the family has done really well with the transition. It was definitely a big change. And, mm. you know, it was quite more of, I mean, we expected an adjustment, but it was a lot more than we expected. But, man, God has been faithful. Uh, kids do great. They nailed school. They did awesome. <laughs> uh, Joey's finding his way, getting some work. And, um, and and our biggest praise report is that the weather has um, positively impacted my wife's health, which is one of the reasons we came out this way. And yes. so we're rejoicing. And, and also, work has been great. So God has definitely shown so much grace and mercy and provision. It's been overwhelming, to say the least. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. That's, yeah, we've been praying for you, thinking about you, missing you in the pulpit, you know, your passion for the the Lord is, is, uh, is, is something we will never forget. Uh, amazing time for living hope. Um, okay. Um, your podcast, is that, is that something you uh, have any experience with? uh... (laughs) Well, I I've done an episode here and there with some churches, but I got to tell you this, I got to say this, I've been listening to the podcast, right. Mm -hmm. Uh And it's not as easy as it sounds, right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I got to say, man, Chris, you're a natural man. You are really good at this, man. And it's been great to kind of see everyone sharing. So you guys are doing amazing. I'm excited to be here. Great, great. Thank you so much. I'm yeah, I'm enjoying it. it. It really has been a lot of fun and getting positive feedback and more than anything, hoping we're inspiring the church to Amen. to step out and, and, and do this thing and share their faith. Um, okay, so 
At this point, um, I figure we are in our fifth podcast, so I haven't done this before, but real quick before we jump in, I was thinking to ask for some feedback from the church. Um, I'm Chris. My email is chris at findlivinghope.com, and um, if you have any questions or feedback, um, stories of ways the the podcast has impacted your sharing of your faith or um you know, even questions about evangelism that you'd like us to ask, answer. Um, I'd love to to get that from you. Um, you remember Seth and Allie McCarty? Were they around when you were? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seth actually sent me a message the other day and said he listened to two episodes and nice. he reached out to a neighbor that he had been thinking about as inspiration awesome. from watching, listening to the <laughs> podcast. So I'm like, yes, God. that's exactly what we're after. So, um, yeah, that, that I'd love to hear more of that. And, um, you can certainly email me that. So yeah, first I think I'm going to just go over the whole stepping stones thing and get, get a little bit of your feedback, Ed. Um, it's stepping stones, sort of practical conversations on relationship evangelism. So we really want to be practical and we want to take it step by step. You know, we really believe not that there's a process that can, you know, follow ABC and you get person saved. But there is a step-by-step process that can make you more comfortable in uh, getting to know people, going deeper in relationship and sharing sharing your faith with, uh, yes, still courage. You know, it takes boldness to go step-by-step, but it's doable if we think yeah. about it in this sort of stepping stones approach. Um, so we've done four and the, the first two are sort of foundations, right? First is gospel joy, and that's just the the fact that we must embrace and feed on the gospel every day ourselves, or else we're just, you know, selling something. And we don't want to do that. We want to live this and then overflow to people. Um, The second is gospel community, the fact that the church is called on mission by Jesus to do this as a church, and we need to be doing it as a church. Um, And then the third and fourth are kind of about awareness of the depth and power of the gospel and just awareness of the people around us. You know, it's like easier. I want these steps to be easy in the sense that, all right, I can take this next step. And the awareness one, um, I think of where Jesus says, look up, you know, and I think it just means to look up, you know, take a little time out of our day-to-day grind and look around at the people around us that God can give us opportunity to reach. And so that's awareness. And that's just a a simple step that I think would make a lot of difference in this. Um, So those are the first four and we'll get into the fifth one. But um, yeah, just this whole approach to stepping stones of uh, uh, practically doing evangelism. Any any thoughts on it or what you've heard so far? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely have uh, loved to hear the stories. But I think what I'm I'm, I'm appreciating most is how... Um, when we say practical, it, it's very, very simplified, which I think is wonderful, but it's not in such a way that it's um, negating or overlooking how supernatural it is for yeah. God to save somebody, right? Yes. And it doesn't make it feel like, like sometimes we think of things being supernatural as like, oh, how do I participate in that? Well, mm. you know, here's how we are learning how to do mm. just that, right? Like, and uh, what I think I love about each step, too, is that it also kind of confirms something to all of us that we simply can't do this alone. 
right? Man. Like this is not something we do because we're just skillful, because we can communicate well, you know, because we can do X, Y, Z, or because we're extroverts or introverts. Like, yes. you know, it, it, the fact of the matter is, you know, to have gospel joy is something that comes from from God to us. Yes. To have community is a gift that God has given us, right? To have that awareness makes us to think outside of ourselves and how people see us, you know, mm. and it helps us to think of others and what God is doing around us. So it, it really is, you know, that whole less of me, more of him. It's, it's mm. very much, you know, a combination of all that. And I think I just love how because they are steps, you know, I think anyone listening, whether you just became a Christian yesterday or you've been a Christian for years, um, you know, it, it gives you some steps to going from, hey, I'm, I'm crawling at this. I'm just praying right now. Mm. I'm holding on. You know, I'm now I'm walking without holding on, which means I'm actually talking to people. I'm, I'm identifying myself as a Christian to people, you know. And so you you can take it slowly and 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 be free from any guilt right or shame that i'm not mm, good at this or you good. know so I, I i think that there's a lot of encouragement for us to receive yeah. and the fact that there are these small steps that we can take that we can do you know cool. by grace oh thank you ed that that yeah. that's really insightful and helpful um that is exactly how i wanted to land on people both this combination of path, a path to walk but the supernatural reality that you know, the Holy Spirit meets us in that path and that's what makes it happen. So I've heard that it's actually been a theme in a couple of the episodes. I think Holly mentioned like a time where she felt like, wow, the Holy Spirit is just on me to share with my friend in a way that I didn't even know I had this ability. And that's the cool part, right? Is where God meets us right there and we're, we're soaring, you know, we're, we're sharing the most important news in the world and, uh, God's helping us to it. So yeah, Amen. great, great point to point out. Um, okay. So into step five, um, five and six are going to be both about confidence to really get into it and go deeper into the gospel, sharing the good news. Um, and the fifth one is, is sort of going from that natural, um, you know, you're getting to know somebody, you're building relationship, asking about their family, caring about them to, Mm -hmm. to moving into more spiritual territory. And I don't mean that spiritual word to be sort of like woo woo spiritual, but I, I mean like the deep things of life, you know, meaning and purpose, all the things that Jesus talks about coming to, to answer for us, you know, what do we do with, with our guilt and how do we find hope and all these, all these serious issues. So, um, this is the one and on my way home this today, I was thinking about this fifth one. And like I said to you, I really want each step to be something that anybody can say, all right, I can do that. Mm -hmm. And I want them to feel like you don't have to have any special personality qualities or whatever. So I, I really am glad to have you because I, I want to make sure that comes through on this. And I'm like giving you the freedom to, if at any point as I'm explaining this fifth one, to be like, wait a second, I don't know if that's really as smooth and easy as, as mm. it could be, you know, help yeah. me jump in there and, <clears throat> okay. and smooth it out some. Um, Absolutely. Because this, this one is a little bit challenging. It, it's hard to, to make that bridge happen from you know, how are you and, you know, what's the weather today? And even, Mm -hmm. you know, what are your kids' names and more personal stuff to connecting on with people on a spiritual level. Um, So, yeah, so I'm going to lay it out a little bit and then I'd love your feedback so we can hopefully dialogue in a way that helps people to to see this is a a little, you know, a step, a takeable Mm -hmm. step by anybody 
no you know special badges required or whatever um okay so it it's flowed out it, a lot of this for me has been personal experience like i have uh, i in i've shared with the church in my business i go into people's homes every day and i'm often spending two three four hours there cleaning their couch i'm doing leather furniture that's what i do and i got the calling i guess from the lord whatever like 15 years ago when i started doing this to make good use of that time you know they're hanging around doing whatever they're doing and i'm working and i've got the skills to do what I do without really thinking about it much. So right. I'm free mentally and yeah. I'm able to engage with them. And over a hundred or 200 times of, of engaging with people at their house, I've sort of, I feel like the Lord really has led me into this process mm. in two hours of going from, you know, I never met this person. I just walked into their house to mm -hmm. chatting with them, to learning about something about their life, to go in a little bit deeper and to even turning it to a more spiritual conversation where they know where I'm coming from, that I'm a Christian and I can ask them questions about their spiritual journey. And if I can do it in two hours with somebody I never met, and I'm telling you, I'm not like any special gifts or anything in this. I'm, I'm not even that extroverted of a person. I've just done it so many times that I think it can be done. Um, and all right, so I just want to give a few of the skills that I think have helped me to develop that and then give a quick example and then boom, we'll jump right in. Um, so one of them is just caring about people, you know, being curious about their lives. And that may seem, it's pretty tied to the awareness thing. You know, you got to be aware of that, that you're there for a purpose, but also noticing curiously, like when I go into people's houses, I can, you know, they put on their walls, pictures and, um, sailboats or golf, you know, sports equipment and that, you know, those are the things they care about, you know? So you mm -hmm. ask people about what they care about and that gets a ball rolling. That'll often get someone talking. And I'm thinking for the church and, you know, whether it's a neighbor or a coworker or, you know, just a classmate at school that you're getting a chance to talk a little bit more with and noticing because you're curious about people, what, what matters to them. So you're, you're curious and then you're just asking questions and listening. And, and that's honestly, again, I hope that's not like a special skill. You just keep yeah. asking questions about what's going on for people Absolutely. and what, you know, what do they love about that? And what makes it um, meaningful for them? Or if they have a big family, you know, what was that like? And um, I honestly think it's pretty natural. And with the Holy Spirit's leading, the deeper and the more questions you ask and the more people engage in what they care about, the more that's going to tumble out like stuff that's not just information, but value. It's like what they care mm -hmm. about, you know? Yeah. Um, and once you transition to that, then you can start talking about things that are a little bit deeper, you know, like why or, or where, what's going on with this or that situation with the, your kid if your kids are, you know, really important to you. And um, I just had a situation a couple of days ago. Now, this person turned out to be a Christian, but she ended up telling me all this stuff about her son mm. potentially going into the military and she wasn't up excited about that and she was worried and blah, blah, blah. And, and she's pouring her heart out to me about all this. And I'm, you know, cause I share that I have a son in the military. And so I was able to make connection with her and at, notice when the tone changed a little bit, you know, when it, it was something more meaningful to her 
and then just ask a little more questions, um, maybe even admit I have a connection or if, if, um, you know, during COVID when people were talking about loneliness and the boring and struggles, you know, just admitting that we experience those same struggles as they do, you know? So those kind of continuing connections, um, can lead to the values and the reason for the values that, that people have, you know? And then I'll jump in quick with, you know, how, those values lead me to a a church or, you know, maybe not getting super deep into the gospel at this point yet, but just letting them know that faith is a part of my life. Um, And then if if at that point they take a bite and they say, oh yeah, well, I, I, I went to church when I was a kid or I was a Catholic or this or that, then I can ask more, and those are questions that lead directly into what's what's your faith experience, and and you're really off and running at that point. Um, and the last thing I'll mention before I get your feedback is that yeah. I, I mention a lot of listening, and there's this really interesting thing I've noticed about listening. Um, it's hard; it's not the easiest skill because we always want to jump in with our thing, but. The more you listen, it's almost like credit, you know? The more you listen to somebody, the more they're like, wow, this person's really interested in me. And then they also start to feel like, maybe I should listen back to them. You know, it's like they've listened long right. enough and they're they're ready to say, oh, well, how do you see this? Or, you know, what what did you do to deal with your teenage kid that was that was difficult or whatever um and it's it's a permission to share and that's what we're looking for here the permission to share in a way that's not like shoving it down that's what relationship evangelism is about all right so that's why i told you to hold me to account because i had a lot to say about this but i want it boiled (laughs) down so um i would love to hear your thoughts on this process of going from sort of you know, high level conversations with people to deeper conversations that can lead into the yeah. gospel. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. As we've been talking, you know, and, and even as you've been setting up these episodes, how one flows right into the other. And so yeah. awareness is absolutely just kind of like ramping into this idea of being authentic and mm-hmm. caring for people, right? Yeah. Like you never want to fake that. You don't want to use that as some kind of setup, you know, and, and yeah. I think the curiosity piece is a very important piece. Because curiosity can take you into some really scary places in conversation, right? Like some really dark places, some some places mm-hmm. that you'd be amazed how sometimes people are so lonely, they'll share more than you thought they would, right? Yes. Like, And so having a, a curious and not a judgmental posture, right. you know, is one of those things that keeps those those conversations flowing and going. I think the moment mm-hmm. a person feels like, uh, it, you, it's easy to go from curiosity to interrogation, right? We don't want that. Yes. We don't want to interrogate people about yes. their lives. We right. want to. We want to know them. We want them to feel like mm. we really know them. And 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 I think if we're flying from question to question, it comes off more. As in, so that's why listening, Good. like you said, is such a huge piece. Mm. It, it creates some room. It creates some space. It removes pressure. It removes like this. You know, trying to figure out what's happening in the conversation. You know, mm. they're just simply expressing and and talking and sometimes you know i I, it's like the old saying and i think it still holds true today right people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care right Mm, that's good and 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 so that's something that we want to keep in mind and and so so yeah i think what we're talking about is simply learning how to lean into questions create some space right 
mm. and and listening actively. I think that part is mm. so important. I think mm. the reason I, I, I if you, if you read through the Gospels, Jesus asked a lot of questions. Huh. You know, yeah. he asked a lot of questions, and many times, like I, I think of John four when he talked to the woman at the well. He just yeah. asked her for water. Right. You know, she asked a question, and then he answered the question with the question, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And kept the conversation moving, right? And yeah. and but. But what we see in that story is that as 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 they talk more, more of her life starts to surface, mm. right? And and eventually the need that Jesus already knew was there, mm. right? The deep need, the deep thirst, the deep hunger comes to the surface. And I think the same happens when we listen well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Jesus said, right, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, mm. right? Out of their good treasure, you know, a person brings, you know, good, right? Yeah. And so I think if you give people long enough and, and, and we step in, like you said, with the awareness mm. that every single person we speak to has need. Yeah. Has a deep need, like a deep need for God, whether to be rescued from their sin or they're broken or Amen. they're proud and need to be brought low. I mean, but you, you give them long enough, mm-hmm. they'll tell you what their need is. And sometimes mm-hmm. they won't blatantly tell you, but... If right. you're listening well, you'll be able to really like see, man, there's there's some there's an ache in that statement. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's some hurt in what they said there. Yes. And you said another thing that I thought was very insightful, too, and super important. And, and I think one of the one of the people that I first saw them use this practically uh, was actually uh, uh, Pastor Tim in our elder meetings. You know, he would he, he would really notice people's body language mm. and he would say, like, hey, it seemed like that, you know, you know, it seems like you, you may not feel okay with this. Do you want to share? Like, you know, mm. and, and it, they wouldn't say nothing. You would just kind of read their, their body. Yes. So I think that's something you said too. You know, you could read when the tone changes, when, when their, maybe their posture changes, you know, yeah. when they, you know, you can, you can kind of sense it, you know, and how people are, are, are speaking and talking and, and sharing. So I think mm. all those things are the things that kind of honestly, when when it gets to the point where people are just sharing their need, it becomes so much easier right. for us to share good news to that need, you know? Amen. And it doesn't feel like we're, you know, like you said, not sales pitching, you know? You're you're just coming to the table hungry. Right. And, you know, I'm showing you, hey, here's here's the bread you've been wanting, you know? Mm. And so I think uh, this is super, super important in the actual conversations that we're talking relationships, then yeah, we, we need that active listening, that curiosity, that that heart that generally wants to care and that openness, creating that space to kind of let people share what they're actually, what's really going on inside. Yeah. Good, good, good input. Um, okay. So what about, what about what I warned you about at the beginning there? Do you think what we're saying here is mm-hmm. like ninja stuff or do you, mm-hmm. do you think this is stuff that everyone, I mean, our heart is so much for everyone at Living Hope to have yeah. a, a witness. And so this fifth step that kind of worried me a little, do, mm-hmm. do you, do you see what we're saying here as doable for everybody in their own way? You know, not, yeah. not all the same way, but, but doable. Absolutely. I mean, the truth is like, um, if anyone has ever made a friend, they've done this. You know, that's good. If, if if you've ever had any friend or any you know good rapport, there was some level of this. There was some yeah. level of like asking, "Hey, so what brings you here?" You know, and um, oh, is that your family? You know, and mm. just observing, right? Like, and it kind of flows naturally. So it's something we could definitely do. If if it's something that a person wants to grow in, or maybe they're like, "Man, I'm not sure what questions to ask." 
Mm-hmm. I'm sure we can, you know, give some ideas or some basic questions that, you know, are, can open up the conversation and not feel so personal. Because I think that's sometimes what people are yeah. afraid of, that they're getting too personal too quick, you know. Yeah. Um, but but to ask somebody like, you know, uh, hey, like, you know, have you ever, you know, been to church, you know, or, mm. you know, your family ever go to church, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they, they'll either shut it down and maybe you just need a different question, right? And right, that's okay, right. you know. Yeah. Uh, but but you'd be surprised. Sometimes they'll be like, well, yeah, you know, I did. Or sometimes I do, you know, or I'll watch online or, you know, like. Yeah. And, and so as long as like you you stay curious or, you know, I yeah. think there'll, there'll always be an opening. And then the other thing is, I think, just practice. Right. Like, yeah, the more you do it, you said it yourself, like you've done it over 200 times going to, from house to house yeah. where now it does feel a little more natural mm-hmm. to just like your work. Right. It feels more natural the same way the conversations feel. A little easier so yeah yeah with practice you know and trying different questions and also just like you said being observant even before the conversation starts right mm. you know if i see that they're a little more stoic they may not want to talk too much right, right but right. maybe i can ask them questions around you know things that appears to interest them you know and yeah. start there right and so so yeah it's it's about people and because yeah. of that it's it, it is doable because people are different we are different and and therefore let's use those things it's not you know push those things to the side god gave us those gifts he wired us this way for a reason and so that's another part that i did want to bring up in this idea of having confidence right yeah Yeah. like god wired you this way and he put you there like you know there's broken people all around if only there was a christian that could be there right you're there yeah you know you're there of all the people that god could have put there he put you and he don't make no mistakes, you know, yeah. he, he, you know he, he knows why he has you there. So those are the things that kind of say, okay, there's no pressure. Let me just be who I am here. Let me serve these people well. Let me ask yeah. questions and just get to know them. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so very doable. Very oh, doable. Good, good. Excellent. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, before you move on to your story, which I'm, I'm excited to hear, I, I think at this point, I, I'd love to see how you see uh, evangelism tying into where you're headed, you know, as a church planner, I, I know I, we've had some conversations about that. I know your heart is not just to like fill a church with, you know, transplants from some other church. Um, right. I don't know. How do you see evangelism being a heart of building a church and, uh, you know, following God's specific call for you? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I guess, you know, the way I see it, of course, is, is I mean, the, the, I think I said it, a. a couple years back and I, I really still do believe it um when it comes to evangelism um the gospel and the spirit of god do all the heavy lifting right mm, yeah right um and that. and i and i think what we do is make ourselves available to god's spirit and to those that were around you know mm. and and so as as we start to model that by simply living this life like which i think is another aspect of this uh, you know evangelism is that this is culture for us this is upbringing for us this is our way these are our values right this is who we are this will happen um no matter what right so whether i was here or in puerto rico or new york or in pa Mm. you know it's the same right because i'm united with christ what he's done has marked my life it's made my life so it goes with me you know and so as i think about it in the context of church planting you know i think yeah for sure we we you know statistically i've heard you know uh church plants tend to get new converts and i think a lot Mm. of that is because it happens 
uh, around relationship and not so much around, uh, you know, a building or an organization. You know, I think it's something that's like life on life, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so like, I think there's, there's just something real, like where it's not like some guy on a stage, you know, and like the things we know culturally about Christianity, I think all that stuff gets kind of thrown to the side, mm. you know, when people start to encounter just a gospel message and people who genuinely care to sit with you at a table and introduce you to this God and serve your family and look after you. And then yeah. what I love about it is that, you know, it's funny, like, I don't think the woman at the well I don't think the demon possessed man or the blind man who Jesus healed and all these people started sharing what happened to them. I don't think yes. they would define that. I don't think they had the word evangelism in their mind, <laughs> right. <laughs> you, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and so I, 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 I think to myself that that's another thing when there are, when there's new faith and new believers, it's like the lights turn on. It's like mm. this, this joy to share what they receive and they, just do it right so i think that that's also a part of the spirit of god's work in it and yeah and and so i and i'm not saying that only happens in church plants you know but i think it happens to some extent by necessity right like 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 that's what we're here to do right and so i think you know sure like that continues to happen and then after a while yeah we'll, we'll attract different people but all to say like the the at the heart of it that never goes right if we are genuinely like you said finding joy in the gospel mm. celebrating the gospel experiencing the real presence of god that leaves us floored i think we'll walk out of that place wanting to share what just happened <laughs> you know yes. uh, wanting to tell others about it and and at its most basic um most minimal uh, understanding of what evangelism is, right? It's sharing something good, you know, yeah. sharing this good news, sharing mm-hmm. this, this, this God and sharing this, this grace, this Jesus who died for us, you know? So, so yeah, as, as I look at it, I, I, I feel like it's one of those things where it's going to be modeled. It's going to be simplified because I think it's going to flow naturally. I think after a while, yeah, we want to disciple people. If they want to go deeper, if they see certain cultural needs that they want to address, sure. How do, how do mm-hmm. we, how do we, communicate the gospel to that context right like that'll come you know yeah. uh but but i feel like that's like that's that's the extra right like i think at its at its core we want to be children we want to be sharing jesus like god's kids just being on the light in the world yeah. loving people caring for people and and just doing it from a place of like man simply because we're just full and, and and just enamored like blown away by who jesus is you know? mm, excellent excellent yeah, yeah yeah i think i said in the beginning that that comes through in your passion when you preach and when you speak and and i know that's that's just that's not a good presentation style you know that's who you are and that's that's how you're living so that's awesome um speaking of who you are and how you're living uh yeah love to hear a specific story of how god's yeah. used you evangelistically over the years and um, give us some encouragement, brother. Absolutely. So, um, as, as you know, Living Hope, uh, you know, you just prayed me and send me off to Arizona, uh, believing that God was, you know, that he is going to do something new here, that he's going to plant a church, right? Yes. And um, and so my head was there, and it is there. And But when we came here, right, uh, life had gotten so busy just getting settled in mm. that there were moments that I was like, what am I doing here? Like, I almost felt like a little, like, lost, right? Mm. I felt like I wasn't progressing towards, you know, the church planting thing. I, I was enjoying work. Things were going really well. And and uh, and I just remember the whisper of the Spirit, like, saying, hey, man, like, 
um, no matter where you are, you will always be who you are, right? Like your mind, right? And so I said, you know what, Lord, you're right. You know, right now I can't necessarily start the small group just yet. I can't, you know, we're still getting settled in, but but you've given me a, a, a job here with the responsibility to care for a team. Right. And on the drive to work, just very like, just do what I, <laughs> I got. I was like, hey, if you give me an opportunity, I'll share with them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. if you, if you, you know, and so I go to work that day, of course. And um, right now I, I, I manage a, a, a luxury property here in, in Chandler and I have a, an administrative team of uh, four young ladies and then I have a service team of like five uh, men and so the service team takes care of the property admin team pretty much does the customer service side right so mm-hmm. my office with the admin team is literally right next door to each other hmm. and um, and so my my boss tasked me with the, the goal of get to know your team and just earn their trust and care for them. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's my job right now? He's like, yeah, that's your job. You know, it was like pretty interesting to see that God has set it up that way, right? Right. To get to use the the things that he's put in us to, to serve others. And so, cool. I, I start to do that. I get to know them. I start asking them questions. Ask them about their job. What do they like? What do they enjoy? Have one-on-one combos. Go for walks in the middle of the workday. So it's been, it has been weeks of that. So finally, I pray that prayer and say, man, God, if you give me an opportunity, like, I'm I'm in. Yeah. So I'm in my office and suddenly two of the young ladies start talking about um, their parents and how their parents went to church and how crazy some of the stuff they believed was. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and so my ears perk up. Right. Like yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. they're talking about church and God. And I'm like, OK, so I'm, I'm listening and uh, and I'm just letting them. I'm just they're they're just talking. I'm like, yeah, you know, like. Now I would go over to church and they weren't necessarily hostile. They were just sharing like kind of like almost uh, bonding over the fact that both of their parents had some religious background and right. that they weren't necessarily as devout as their parents, you know, and, and they were sharing some of the things that bothered them about the way they experienced it, you know, going to Fair church enough. and all that stuff. Fair and enough. so I'm, I'm listening and I'm like, man, I can't just jump in there and just start talking about like Jesus. Right. So I'm eager, man. I'm chopping at the bit. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. Lord, I'm going to wait this out. I'm going to wait this out. So they finished their combo later in the day when it slowed down, I go over and I was like, Hey, you guys had some pretty interesting conversation here. I was a little tied up or whatnot, but, um, but I, the, the opening question was, so you guys have, backgrounds in church like did you guys go to church when you were kids and and then they then they started there yeah my mom used to take me and my dad used to take me yeah i was youth group kid yeah my mom's jewish and my dad's catholic and they just start sharing and so i was like so i heard you guys mention like that there were like some things that kind of turned you guys off and they just started reiterating some of those things right and uh as i'm listening to to one of the young ladies uh she um i could hear her say you know the one thing that really bothered me about you know, that experience in going to church is that I felt like you had to be like all in to the point that like you were in a bubble. Right. Mm. And, and I'm like, and I felt like I had to do that to prove myself, you know? And so she's like, but I work really hard. She said, I work really hard to be a good person. Mm. Like I really like, I, I, I live differently. My family comes out of a family and she just kind of like started opening up. She's like, I, you know, I come out of a family of addicts. I didn't want to grow up like them. So wow. I really push in the opposite direction and I strive, I strive to be a good person. And remember how we were just talking in the conversation that like a moment ago, like you can hear the ache in some of the things people are yeah. saying, you know, like, and I was like, okay, I'm listening. 
And so I didn't, didn't necessarily jump into anything yet, but I empathize with that. I was right. like, yeah, you know what? Growing up in church can be strange, man. Like <laughs> it's a whole new world. There's people around you that are passionate about it and they have their own story and you're still kind of figuring out your own. You know what I mean? Like, so there was a moment where you just had to kind of like, I, I just basically heard them and I agree with them. I was like, yeah, it's tough, you know? Mm. Uh, but, I, but I will say this. I told them, you know, because I did tell them from the very beginning since I first met them that, yes, outside of work, I'm a, I'm a pastor. Outside of it, I do want to plant a church. And they're like, oh, that's cool, you know? Right. Uh, most most people, like like Tim said last week, they'll either be like, oh, they'll tell you everything or they'll run, right? Yeah, yeah. And so um, so uh, thankfully, I got the, the, the uh, they'll tell you everything version of it. But yeah, because most people want to ask questions to pastors, but don't know when or how or whatever. So that's always yeah. in the back of their head. But either way, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm empathizing with them. And I tell I tell them, you know what? One of the things that I really uh, enjoy, one of the things that I really work to do, because I think it really does help, is try to help people see the full picture mm. and not just a, a, an, an experience mm. only. Right. Because there's so much more right. to to God, to Jesus, than what we experience in church, right? Or what we experience with our parents. And and I think what and, and I told them my ache. I said my ache is that some people don't know the fullness of it. Right. You know? And I and, and there's so much more. And I said, Can I can I can I share you guys kinda like the story of the Bible really quick? Mm-hmm. And they were like, Sure. And I was like <laughs> and I prefaced it, I said I might get a little preachy. I hope that's okay. And they're like, yeah, no, it's okay. We like preachy. Go ahead. Right. So, you know, last week I know we broke down a couple of different ways, but I went the the four C's way, right? The, mm. You know, God created everything. You know, he created everything good with purpose. There was no striving, right? There was no trying like we are his. Then sin came in through our disobedience and it crashed. It, it just mm. fractured everything and it broke relationships. It broke the way the world was supposed to work. And instead of God destroying us for our sin and destroying us for our disobedience, he sends his son to live this good life, this perfect mm. life, this life we would want. Yep. But instead of just living that life, he takes our death and then gives us his life. Mm. Like that's crazy if you think about it, right? Because mm. I mean, I told them, I was like, you guys heard that Jesus dies for sin, right? And they're like, right. well, yeah, I've heard that. But I said, but did you know there was an exchange that happened there? Yeah. And that because of what Jesus did there, we don't have to strive anymore. Wow. Like you and I don't have to try to prove anything anymore. And the good things we do as Christians, as people, we do it because of what's already been done. We don't do it approved anymore. We do it because we've been approved, right? Mm-hmm. We don't do anything to achieve. We do it because we received a love we, we could not earn on our own, you know? And and think about that. Do you know how freeing that is to know that, mm-hmm. yes, I can give my best. I can enjoy. Like, I can work hard. Absolutely. But I'm not doing it in anxiety no more. I'm not mm-hmm. doing, I'm not burning myself to the ground trying to prove anything, you know? Uh, and and I could just see it in their faces that that was yeah. like a cup of cold water in the desert, like wow, yeah, you know. And so and then of course you know, cr- crown right. Like and the beauty of it is that that's not the end of the story. Like one day he's gonna come, he's gonna make all things new, you know. Mm. And so, it, and and so I kind of left it in a, in a sense of like, can you imagine? There's so many people who've only seen one side of what jesus has done and who he is right and and what my passion is is to help people kind of 
um, overcome some of those obstacles that get in the way of just getting to know who this God is, you know? And so, mm. and so I kind of left it at that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and all I could see in their face was like, Hmm, that's interesting. You know, right. it was like, that's food for thought. That's how they, they, they right. literally worded it back to me. And I was like, well, thank you. know, I was like, well, thanks for listening. You know, like I just, yeah. you know, <laughs> want to show some gratitude, you know, and, and cause they, they let me into that space, of course. And like you said, it, it is a delicate space, right? Like you want right. to treat it as such. Right. So, so here's the, 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 the best part to me was <laughs> there was no confirmation that anything happened from that. Right. <laughs> like, there right. was no prayer at the end. Yeah, yeah. There was no like commitment to Jesus. You know, right. there was no specific response. You know, but if I do believe, which I do believe, that God is sovereign, mm-hmm. that he's put me there for a reason, that that's exactly what he wanted to happen, you know, that yeah. that's enough, you know, for him to to do the rest, then I don't have to make it mean anything about me that they didn't respond. Mm, right. Right? Because all I did in that moment was simply, let me, sh- let me give you a cold cup. Of- you look thirsty. Let me give you some water. Yeah. Right. Like you look tired. Let me show you where rest is at. Right. Right. And so I, I left it at that, prayed on the way home, kind of felt the joy of the Lord on the inside too, oh, to yeah. even have that moment. Like, you know, celebrate totally. those things, man. Like celebrate the fact that God's put you there. He's moving, that he's doing that. Right. Cause right. you can't create those moments. Right. Like you can't, we can't anyway. So, um, the, 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 the great thing was, of course I, I work with them. Right. We spent a lot of time with our coworkers, you know, and, and uh, right. Not even a week later, maybe um, they started sending me uh, text messages with Bible verses, <laughs> uh, you know, and then yeah. uh, the, uh, one of the girls is like, hey, I went to church with my mom this weekend and wow. you know, heard this message, you know, and and the other one's like, yeah, you know what? Like me and my husband, like we want to raise our kids in the church, you know, so wow. so there's like these little signs of life. Right. Yeah. Now, what I didn't say, remember, I mentioned there's four girls in the office. Two of them were talking, but there was this one that was super silent. And uh, she was a part, she, she is, uh, you know, part of the LGBT community. Right. Mm. And so I was super scared. I thought right. she was getting, you know, I thought she was getting it, but she was super quiet. Little did I know, uh, not even a few weeks later, she's in my office asking for prayer, man. And wow. asking, you know, man, I'm, I'm scared. I'm, I'm walking around scared. And so uh. those are the moments that I, I was, I was, you know, I remember I was talking to Tim about this and I was like, man, we forget what holy means sometimes. Mm. You know, Hmm. that we are set apart. Hmm. And that means no matter where God puts us, he puts us with a holy calling. Like he will, he is doing something because you're there. Like he's deemed it that way in Christ, right? By the spirit. And so, man, it just kind of like, it was, it was kind of mind blowing to, to kind of feel like almost like a hope dispenser that was placed here. Right for these people. And I think we need right. to see ourselves that way. You yes. know, God has placed you as a well for people to come and get water, you know? Right. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, it, it's been encouraging. There's still conversations happening. There's been a lot of, uh, of, of encouragement o- overall, but um, not, not anything I expected for sure. Didn't think that that's the route we would go first, that it would start right. through work. But, you know, when you ask God for the opportunity, he will create them. Because he is on mission and he loves people and he wants to save sinners and he wants to adopt more kids and show yeah. them his greatness, you know? Yeah. Wow. That's wonderful. I, I, you can't high five through a phone <laughs> to Arizona, can you? But no, that's, that's super exactly what I'm, what I'm wanting to hear and, and encouraging that God can use us to do. Uh, there's so many places I could go with that, but for time's sake, I think I, I, I might just respond with uh 
thought of like um, when you heard them and it sounds like like you walked in and they started to talk about things that turned them off and you maybe answered one objection or something like it seems like you could have jumped real quick into this is what I believe this is it blah, blah, blah. but I feel like the relational evangelism way of doing it is to slow down you know yes. empathize as a human being yes. admit that the struggles they're seeing are real struggles there are mm-hmm. Christian Christian people out there that do it the wrong way and turn out off people and there's real pain there around mm-hmm. religion and you acknowledge that and I think that way of doing it is is what then got you the hearing i mean obviously the holy spirit and that was awesome but but in combination with the love the fruit of the spirit that i think you displayed by taking your time there you know what i mean yeah yeah because i mean here's the thing sure the the bible tells us that we should have a reason you know to defend our you know for uh, a defense for the reason that we hope sure yeah but it doesn't mean that we need to show up to these conversations defensive right Mm, right. we should we we should arrive to these conversations open and and like you said curious that's really what it was yeah. it was like man wow that was your that was your experience wow like you know i could relate to some of that or mm-hmm. i can i know some people that are like that and and so never talking in generalizations just staying right there with them you know not having to defend every stereotype they might think of us you know right. like like we don't need to go there and 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 you know i say that because again like one of those temp- one of the biggest temptations in this is to make this mean something about us, mm, you know, right. to make this mean something about us. Are we, yeah. are we, are we doing well? Are we passionate? Are we not? Are we frauds? Are we, you know, like, like remove all that stuff. Yeah. The conversation, the less you're in the conversation, the less it's about you mm. and the more it is about, you know, listening to the person. And, and, and again, like it won't be long before you're serving up Jesus mm. because they're hungry, you know, and wow. and you'll find ways to see how Jesus meets those needs and, and, and right taste and see that the Lord is good. I think that's a big part of what we do. We are giving out <laughs> taste testers. We're we're, yeah. we're giving people taste here. Take some of this taste, taste, you know. And, and yeah. the Lord will bring life. He is the giver of life. It's not on us. That pressure is not on us. So, yeah, we don't have to enter defensive. We can enter open mm-hmm. and um, just, like you said, aware of God's presence in all of it. Right, right. Yeah. And just to real quick put my finger on something that you did that I've I've found is really helpful, too. <clears throat> when you started to talk about Jesus and you said, I might get preachy, almost warned him, <laughs> I've done similar things where I've like... Hey, I hope this. I hope this doesn't come off weird. Or, but I, I, I'm praying for you. Or, you know, I like preface the yes. the, the thing I want to say the most. I preface it with the potential that it could it could be odd to them. Yeah, and he, yeah. I think that disarms them. And then absolutely, it, like, hey, I get that you that this is not a normal conversation for you. And that actually opens the door further. But that, yeah. that that's interesting that you use that absolutely. little little precursor. And and we're not the only ones to do it. Like, why do you think a nurse tells you, "Hey, this might hurt a little bit," right? Like mm. she t- she tells you in advance. Like, you know it's what I mean? Good. Like, 
but she just set some expectations and i think in the same way like when you're having those you said it like that expectation like hey this might feel a little strange that's okay you know like don't even worry about it right. you know, i don't want you to think anything else you know but yeah big time yeah excellent excellent okay so in this last part i just like to give uh living hope a little bit of a practical step that they can take going forward and um I called this, well, actually, it isn't me that called it this. There's a, a book I read that fit with, with stuff that's been on my heart to do in the past. Uh, How to Share Jesus Without Being That Guy is the name of the mm-hmm. book by Sam Chan. Really practical evangelistic book. And one of the things he talks about is this idea of coffee, dinner, Jesus. And I think at the heart of his practical concept is the the where and how we get to talk to people is as big as what we're saying. So, you know, I might be at the water cooler. Now, it sounds like it went pretty well in the office for you, but in some (laughs) cases it might be hard there, you know? So if you get to know a coworker and, you know, you get a chance to say, hey, let's, let's grab a coffee and you have a chance to sit with them, there's just something in that different setting that helps to take the relationship a little deeper. Um, and then if that goes well, and if you're getting to know them and meet and chatting for coffee at 30 minutes or whatever, then hospitality, having a meal with them is automatically going to take it to another level. You're talking longer and in a different way with someone when you're having a meal with them. So some, and then Jesus, you know, is like, his point is that there's this natural flow of, um, changing settings with a person, you know, um, take, it doesn't have to be coffee. You could be, take a walk, you know, let's, let's take a walk on the bike trail for 30 minutes. It's right down the street from where I live. And it, it just, that change of setting is a practical way to allow conversation to go a little deeper and a little deeper and in a comfortable way. Um, yeah. and yeah, that's a practical advice. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, the, the the beauty of, of like you said, the coffee and dinner and then getting to Jesus is, is kind of the opposite of the flyby conversation, right? Like, yeah. you get to slow down. You can't really invest and know somebody. It's like speed dating. Like, you can't really know somebody doing that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it will take some slowing down. And and coffee does that, right? And the yeah. other thing is that it, it puts you in a relaxed state where, you know, like, mm-hmm. you're not worried about anything else but the conversation you're having together so there is ways where changing the setting or making a setting where you're sharing something together uh creates that connection like you were saying and and, Mm. and so it could definitely benefit that in that way for sure good good yeah and i guess the last thing to tie this all to this stepping stone five one of the points i left out that is is the truth and it, it, it hits me that this takes investment. It, it costs us a little something. Even that listening step, you know, sometimes I'll be listening to a customer for 30 minutes and I'm not as able to focus on my job and I'm there a little bit longer. You know, it, there is investment on, on our part um, to build these relationships with people. But um, as, you know, hopefully we're showing, it, it's worth it, you know, that extra time and that little bit. And God makes up for it too, you know, and mm-hmm. I've done it in my work and God's blessed me in my work in, in many different ways financially when I've taken yeah. extra time and slowed down a little bit. So I think that ties in to everything else. Um, sure. So yeah, that, that, that I think sums it all up, session five. Um, session six is coming up. It's going to be our next episode, and we're going to go into that next step of confidence and actually 
talking through the gospel. I mean, it sounds like you really got to do that here, but sometimes that's a little bit of a different step. And I, when I say talking through the gospel, I also mean including the parts that are harder to get to, you know, like what is repentance about, you know, what is sin about maybe even some of these social issues that like, you know, this sin has become your identity. It's and or this aspect of your life has become worshipful for you. And I believe by this fifth step and by this relationship building process, uh, there are ways to have conversations even about repenting of sin and worshiping the wrong things and going down wrong ways that can happen with confidence through this relational process. So, um, yeah, I think we can have confidence to, uh, to yeah. even share those deeper, harder aspects of the For gospel. Sure. So, um, yes, that, that's where we're headed in session six. And, um, yeah, Ed's, Ed's going to be listening from Arizona and, uh, you know, I, as we wrap it up here, we've taught, we've weaved it all through, you know, this is God's work and the Holy Spirit has to be with us and he has to fire us up. And, um, uh, so my heart is to close with prayer every time yeah. we do this so that we're really, um, you know, building the kingdom the right way. So I'd love for you to pray us out, Ed, and that would be Absolutely. great. Absolutely. Be my pleasure. Let's pray. Thank you. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for just the the love that you give, Lord, the desire, the pursuit that you have for us, for the lost, for the broken, for the sinner. Um, I thank you, Father, for the, the, the church that you've given us this holy call, Lord God, to be a light, to be ambassadors, Father, to go out into the world and to make disciples, Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for this podcast and the way, you know, the, the church, the elders, the team, Chris, and, mm-hmm. and all the people supporting have come together to put this together because it is going to benefit uh, your kingdom and the people of God, Lord. So, Lord, we pray for the things that we've heard, Lord. We pray that you were, would uh, give us a greater awareness of the needs of people, uh, awareness of your presence, awareness of the gospel in our lives, Lord God. Awareness of those who are hurting around us, Lord. I pray that you give us wisdom, Lord, to to have these conversations, to ask good questions, Lord, to listen, Lord, to 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 pause, to slow down, uh, to be bold, to speak up on the harder things. Uh, we pray for opportunities, Lord. We pray for, uh, uh, Lord, just uh, multiple op- opportunities uh, to everyone listening, Father, to the people of God, Lord, to be a light, to share your goodness with others, and Lord, we pray that you would fill our hearts. Fill our hearts with 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 your spirit. Fill our hearts with your truth. Fill our hearts with a love for the lost, Lord God. And that out of the abundance of our hearts, we may speak your wonders and speak your good news to others, Lord. That the joy in the gospel, out of passion for what you've done and all that you're doing, Lord God, that we would just go out like, you know, with joy, sharing all that you've done for us, Lord God. Uh, So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this privilege, this honor Mm. to proclaim your gospel. We love you, Lord. And we thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing. And we pray for salvation, Lord God salvation to come, Lord God, new life, Lord, mm. that we would hear stories from the, the church, Lord, as they send in them emails, Lord, and, mm. and that people continue to testify of how you rescued us and brought us out of darkness and bringing us into the kingdom of your beloved son. Mm. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. It's in your great name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Ed. Such a privilege, man. I love you, man. Love you guys. I miss y'all. Can't wait to come back for another episode, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Tell Maggie and the kids we said hello. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Church, on behalf of my whole family, we love and miss y'all. We're so grateful for y'all. Stay blessed. <laughs>